Welcome to the Am I Hunting Podcast. In this episode, we're going through the 12 Days of Christmas Hunter's Edition. Alright, welcome to the Am I Hunting Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in as always. We are a week away from Christmas. And on this episode, and in spirit of things, I wanted to go through and do a kind of a Christmas list for hunters. So basically, this is the 12 Days of Christmas Hunter Edition. So I'm breaking down 12 different Christmas ideas or things that a hunter would need or want for Christmas. But before we get into the episode, if you enjoyed this video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Be sure to head on over to mihuntingpodcast.com. Check out all the content available. If you want more, hit that join us button, become a member. Your membership supports this show directly and grants you special access to exclusive members content, discounts, and giveaways. So let's get into the 12 days of Christmas, I guess Christmas list, I should say. So for number one, it's pretty easy. It's one that you know, it's always a fail safe for me, and that is a trail camera. So for most people, you can never have too many trail cameras, and at some point, eventually, those trail cameras are going to die or start failing in some manner that you need to replace them. So I never seem to have an issue with having too many trail cameras um, at my disposal. So and with these, you can really kind of go, you know, really any price point, you know. I really don't ever think I would ever complain about getting a trail camera if it wasn't a brand I typically ran or uh, in an instance of, you know, basically a, if it was a cheaper trail camera versus a high-end trail camera. So typically what I like to do is for uh, any of the cheaper ones, so I, I like to buy uh, you know, ones that are, you know, $30, $40, $50. And those are a lot of the ones I run on state land. You know, I've mentioned in a previous episode that I did have one of my trail cameras stolen off of state land. And that's part of the, the course of what happens sometimes, unfortunately, is that you you know can't always trust everybody. So a nice cheap trail camera, this is going to give you the intel and one that you, know, you may not necessarily be too heartbroken if it gets damaged or stolen or lost or whatever. But if you wanted to show that you care a little bit more, then going with a higher end camera may be the way to go. With that, usually what I would say is that a some form of cell camera. Now again, the cell cameras are much better priced than they have been in years past, but you do have the added cost of usually having to link it to some form of uh, cell phone carrier that's gonna you know cost you additional for the data for those you know, for the data, for the pictures or videos or whatever you're getting sent. But they are fantastic gift. Uh, they're really nice in areas where you don't need to, or you're not wanting to really put, um, you know, a lot of boots, you know, foot traffic into the area. You just want to kind of set that camera there, let it kind of soak and collect data and make those, you know, that way you're not having to go in there and check those cards on a routine basis. So the two that I run, um, I've got two different brands I currently are running right now, the Tacticam as well as um, the Muddy brand. So both of them are very good quality cameras. Now they both kind of, at least from what I've ran so far, they both kind of have a plus and minus um, or pro and con to each of them. 
So we'll start with the Tacticam. Tacticam does seem to have a better deal in regards to the uh, data package that you can purchase. Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe it's like $100 for me for a year for unlimited data or unlimited pictures essentially. So I went with that one uh, just knowing that I was going to run that camera much longer. Uh, the Muddy does have um, uh, more stiff pricing in regards to the data plans. So that one I am only running, uh, I think it was like five or 800 pictures per month, but it's still more than what I've actually ran into. But if you're definitely putting that tra trail camera in a high uh, traffic area, uh, something like a food plot or you know a bedding area or something that we're just going to get a lot of photos, then... Or if you, you know, at one point get a lot of false triggers, you know, you are going to have to, uh, you know, either you're going to end up paying for it. So, <clears throat> so the Tadcam does have a better uh, package deal. Uh, one thing I will say is that the Muddy camera, it runs off of the Stealth Cam um, platform or their, their mobile app for the... Um, for viewing the pictures and whatnot. And it does seem to have some better AI automatically built into it where it will automatically track uh, what's on the camera. So if it's a buck doe or some other type of uh, you know animal or whatnot, and it does seem pretty accurate. So if you wanted to start uh, you know isolating some of those pictures, you don't have to do it manually. It's gonna start doing that already for you um, for better filtering of, you know, where you're only looking at the pictures that you want. If you wanna spend the extra money on the cell cameras are a great investment. And they're a great tool to utilize in the field, but any cheap uh, trail camera really does the, does the trick as well. All right, on to gift idea number two. So this is some form of e-mapping um, app or a membership to a, a map mapping system. You know, when it comes to, especially if you hunt uh, public land, you know, these are, you know, worth their weight. And gold which I guess they don't really weigh anything but they are one of the most important tools I feel uh, for anyone that hunts public land in regards to uh, looking at maps determining where you're gonna hunt being able to you know track distances mark pins of you know key areas that you want to focus on and uh, and any type of you know game that you see or highlight you know where you're, you're where your hunting stands are, game trails, you know, scrapes, rub, whatever type of uh, data you want to, you know, keep track of. You know, it's one thing to be able to, you know, kind of scout an area and then kind of remember where you're, what you saw and what you're looking at. It's so much better to be able to, you know, drop a pin and look at it later. That way you can kind of zoom out, start looking at the bigger picture, especially if you're dealing with a larger area. Now, if you hunt private land, you know, these are not out of the question as a good tool for you as well. I've used one for years. I've been able to track, you know, my food plots, stand locations, camera locations, deer sightings. So I'm kind of building up a, a, a base of kind of how I have my hunt property set up and how the deer utilize it. And I can start looking at that again after the fact, after the end of the season to see if I have to make any adjustments or you know tweak my plan at all for the upcoming season now i've ran several different ones so you've got of course the you've got onyx hunt uh, hunt wise hunt stand and spartan forge are the ones i've worked with onyx is probably one of the biggest ones but i also at least in years past was, have noticed that they were the most expensive but they do have kind of more of a national platform 
Um, you know, they certainly have a lot more resources to, to utilize with that one. Huntwise is another good one. Uh, their mapping system's all right. And then, the, but the one thing I will say is their movement predictions um, are pretty good. So they work with um, Jeff Sturges, who kind of helped develop or develop those algorithms. Um, he's with um, Whitetail Habitat Solutions. Um, he has tons of YouTube videos and whatnot. So he's, you know, kind of, you know, built in his, um, you know, data in regards to um, that hunt prediction. So it is pretty good and it gives you a lot of good information. HuntWise is the one I've used the longest. Um, they've just now upgraded to having a, a rut prediction model as well. I, I actually didn't, you know, pay for the upgrade for that one because I was working with a different app at the time. But that's the one I've utilized the most. It does seem to have the most options in regards to um, being able to have the most available, you know, types of pins you can you can put down. You can color coordinate them much better. Also has a basically a breakdown of different um, harvests, so you can track harvests individually or sightings individually as well. Um, I do like that feature. Pricing is not too bad either. And then the newest one this year I've used was Spartan Forge. Again, I wanted to look at some of their mapping systems and then also their hunt prediction. Again, their hunt prediction model is based off of you know decades of research and how deer move and in the conditions that they move. So that's something that I wanted to try out this year. Now it does seem like they're continuing to develop um, their mapping system. They've, they've added a new type of map where basically it's, uh, you know, you don't have the, like your typical like topo um, breakdown. They actually have where you can actually look at the slopes and actually a kind of like a, like a radar model of what the terrain actually looks like. And then they just recently upgraded to for update some of their um, property info. So now you can look at uh, more in detail the different types of properties out there, if it's state land or federal or private. So one of the easiest thing to do is to basically you can get like a gift card for them or basically a you know prepaid card for a membership or you know pays for a yearly membership, and then they can set that up on their own and utilize it for the seasons to come. All right, so number three. So this is some form of new hunting camo. Now again, camo is not necessarily something that I put really high on the priority list in regards to getting the latest and greatest, um, you know, pattern or or whatnot. You know, I've kind of backed off on that mindset a little bit that you know had to get the you know the absolute you know best you know camouflage in regards to you know the the pattern of being able to blend in. You know, usually it's as long as it breaks up your silhouette pretty good and, you know, matches the environment around it. That's usually what I'm looking at right now in regards to types of camos and camouflage patterns and whatnot. You know, right now I've kind of got a mismatch of some different patterns and different brands and whatnot. But any type of hunting apparel in regards to, you know, your, your camouflage or stuff that you're going to wear out in the field. So whether that's a new, uh, you know, hunting jacket um some base layers built you know some base layer equipment you know that's one area that i will say that is worth paying a little bit the extra money and get a good quality base layer you know look you know a lot of it is going back to the standard wool because this holds up better to the wear and tear uh, it doesn't break down or doesn't start to smell or 
uh, whatnot in regards to um, if you start sweating also performs a little bit better in regards to when you start to get wet so if you're you know if you are sweating or if you get caught up in, out in weather it's still going to perform very very well and keeping you warm while out in the field and of course always you know hats gloves those types of things are always good ones i never seen to always i never seem to have uh, enough pairs of you know either thick you know heavy late season gloves or especially the thinner kind of middle or you know, mid-season gloves they're just kind of for those a little bit cooler days but you don't need or you don't want a big thick you know heavy bulky glove but if you are looking at getting um your special hunter on upgrade on their hunting clothing one thing or one brand i would recommend i ran this year would be the origin hunt line you know the big thing is really is that this is a u.s based and source um you know company where everything's made you know right here in america if you listen to the show at any you know length of time you know that i'm a big uh, opponent of that and so far running their clothing for the season i'm very impressed with the items i currently have so i currently have their base layer the, um, the one thing i'm really uh, a fan of is their ninja hoodie uh you know that i wear i think on every single hunt this year uh, i don't again i don't think there's a hunt i didn't have that um, particular piece of garment on it held up very good to you know multiple wears throughout the season so when i was doing my all-day sits you know i wasn't washing those you know garments in between hunts and they were holding up in regards to um you know the daily wear as well as not getting um you know, built up with stink from sweat or just the elements of me wearing it all day long you know multiple days in a row <clears throat> another piece of gear that i'm very happy with so far is their stealth wool jacket you know this is a really nice kind of like a mid-weight jacket it's not too thick of a jacket but it's very dense and again with it being kind of like a wool um, polyester blend is able to maintain your temperature quite well even if it's wet with that wool component it still keeps you nice and warm the other thing i like about it too is again it's not too bulky of a jacket so if especially if you're in the tree stand and you're trying to draw your bow back it's not getting in the way now, i will say with that uh with that jacket it is more of a um, early to mid you know you could wear it on in the late season uh, if it's not too cold um, but if you're sitting for an extended period of time, that jacket is a little light. Um, but I was able to, you know, basically wear that jacket underneath a little bit heavier jacket or another layer on top of that. And that worked out absolutely, you know, perfect in regards to being able to maintain temperature in those colder environments. And for me personally, for the upcoming season, I am going to invest into their stealth wool pants as well as getting their, basically their outermost, you know, late season gear their basically their parka and their pants that can go over top that base layer that stealth bowl layer and then that final layer on top and i'll be able to cut down a lot of my other you know base layers or supplement later layers i usually wear throughout the course of the season so again you can always pick something that's uh that's brand loyal for your individual hunter but if they want to try something new and support you know us pay your us uh us product then the origin hunt line is pretty good one and their price point is right on par with a lot of the other manufacturers uh, for any of the premium uh, hunting lines 
And number four, since we are on the topic of clothing, then let's go ahead and talk about, you know, thermal gear. As, as covered for number three, I already talked about base layers. This is going to be more so in regards to uh, basically really two things, keeping your hands warm and then keeping your feet warm. So one of my favorite things to do is to have some rechargeable uh, hand warmers. You know, I like having the, uh, you know, the hot hands or whatnot, but these, the rechargeable ones are much more reliable and you actually save a little bit of bank and cut down on some of the trash of having to get rid of those old, uh, you know, chem packets once they've worn out or dried out or gotten wet even. The other nice thing about a uh, rechargeable uh, hand warmer is a lot of times they also have a USB port in them to where they can be utilized as a battery backup. Um, so basically a, a power bank. So if you have your cell phone or a camera or something like that out in the field with you and that battery gets low, you can charge it with that with that hand warmer slash power bank. And they actually do a pretty good job of being able to boost your um, power on whatever device you had. I actually tested one out, one of mine out recently and it was able to bring up uh, my uh, my phone charge, you know, a good like 30% while, while I was out hunting um, in that time frame. So they do uh, carry a lot of power. Again, much more efficient in regards to um, as a hand warmer. And it also has that ability to be a, you know, power bank backup for your electronic devices. And then the other one is keeping your feet warm. So a good quality sock. So I usually, again, I'm very particular about keeping my feet warm. I've discussed before, one of my tricks is to use some uh, deodorant or antiperspirant. Mostly antiperspirant, you don't necessarily need deodorant to you know, put on my feet to keep them from sweating, getting my socks wet, and ultimately getting them cold once I've been sitting out in the field for a few hours. Usually I'm layering quite a few uh, pairs of socks. Usually I'm up, usually wearing about three different layers of socks, usually a very lightweight sock, followed by, you know, a nice wool sock, followed by an even bigger, thicker wool sock. But the one nice thing, especially for the all-day sits or if you're in a very um, extreme cold temperature setting, is having some form of electric socks. So I currently, you know, have a couple different pairs of this battery powered ones that use this basic little nine volt batteries. You know, they work all right, but having a nice quality, um, rechargeable, you know, sock is something I'm going to be investing into the future just to keep my feet warm and having something like that again, rechargeable, not wasting on batteries or, or buying more batteries from the store. You can always have them charged up, ready to go for your next hunt. And many of them now run right off of a phone app so you can check and see. You can really dial in this actually how much warmth you need and how much battery life you have on those um, particular socks. All right, number five. So this one is gonna be a bit more on the pricey side. This is gonna be some form of new tree stand or mobile setup. So there's been a lot of advancements in regards to the different types of tree stands that are available that are much lighter, um, better design, as well as, especially if you're one that saddle hunts, there's lots of different options for that mobile um, you know, type of setup, which is gaining a lot more popularity over the years. You know, especially if you're one that likes to hunt public ground and likes to bounce around or have the option to bounce around in that regard, having some form of mobile tree stand or saddle really is the way to go. 
So looking at some, the different types of mobile tree stands, uh, you've got the new beast gear that's come out. You've got Lone Wolf uh, custom gear is another big one. And honestly, those are really the only two big ones I know of that are really, um, you know, step up their game in regards to the mobile tree stand setup. Now, if you still want to hunt on a tree stand, uh, those are some really good options. I, you know, kind of looked at the different you know, items. And I know people that run those those products and are very happy with them. Now me, I've been running a, a saddle for a couple of years now. And, you know, it's really, I mean, you've got multiple different companies. Again, you've got, you've got tethered, you got uh, trophy line, latitude outdoors, uh, uh, two board saddles, uh, cruiser. Uh, so there's lots of different uh, options there as well. And it really just comes down to picking out a uh, saddle that you feel comfortable with. Um, you know, I've ran the latitude and was happy with that. Uh, two board is the one I really like now is their hammock style. Uh, it's very, very comfortable. You know, having done all day sits in it. It's, um, yeah, really no complaints in regards to it. Um, that, that hammock style does look a little big, a little bulky, but it is very lightweight and there are a lot of straps and whatnot that are part of that bridge system it looks kind of daunting when you look at it but once you've set it up then it all makes sense and this kind of flows into place the other thing i want to talk about too especially in regards to the platform um picking your platform that you like as well as getting a good quality climbing stick whether you're running a tree stand or a saddle you know those i think are a bigger you know and or more important to get those right than it is to have you know the actual saddle so the one i want to really cover is the climbing sticks you know i've got a i've basically ran three different sets so i had the xop style which they were uh, basically their standard length ones that they um, that they offered you know i basically turned those into a permanent stand uh, climbing stick I've been running the Helix last year, and then this year I did get the new Latitude Outdoors, uh, the Carbon SS or Carbon Sticks, and I'm very much happy with those. Um, I would almost argue that they are probably almost perfectly designed um, with everything from the ground up, really. You know, how they grip onto the tree, their length, their durability, the, the mounting system for the rope, the amp steel rope that comes with them, the length of rope that comes with them, how you tie it in, how they grip the tree. Their aider system is very simple and cost effective. So for anyone that's out there looking for new climbing sticks, I would highly recommend uh, the Carbon SS from Latitude Outdoors. All right, for number six. So this one is for the Archer. So this comes down to really just uh, setting up with uh, arrows uh, or basically your bow equipment. So not necessarily getting a brand new bow. You know, they do have a lot of the flagship bows out for the for the year. Um, so if you were you know, looking to get someone a brand new bow, if they've been talking that they need a new bow, uh, then you could certainly go that route. This is mostly just getting those additional items that your bow hunter will need. So new arrows, you know, if they're looking to do an arrow, you know, set up change up or change arrows or just need more, um, having, you know, either lost some or broke some throughout the course of the year, you know, getting set up with some fresh arrows for the year. 
also looking at broadheads you know again i've you know i play around quite a bit with my broadhead selection you know i know there's some other people that you know like to change it up as well but others like to tend to stick with their same broadhead um, that they've used for you know a good number of years now but if they are looking to do a different broadhead then now's a good time to be able to you know help them with that especially after going with more of the reusable uh, fixed head fixed head broadheads you know there's a lot of uh, companies that are out there that ma manufacture those and the switch of going from mechanical back to the more i guess more durable uh, fixed blade is on the rise as well so if you have someone that's looking for that or make that switch uh, those those broadheads depending on the brand and the Kind of the level of quality that you're looking looking to get they can be kind of pricey so it's certainly definitely a uh, one that you can kind of move up on your selection of how big of an investment you want to make and and the durability of how long you want those broadheads uh, to be in service for that individual so i've got several broadheads that are several years old that you know basically all i'd have to do is kind of touch them up on the you know on the stone run them through the strop and they're good to go for another year i've really only had about one of my uh, newer um, fixed blade broadheads that it kind of had to just flat out retire because uh, i basically drove it into a rock and uh, that tip was you know something i could you know kind of file down and use as a practice head but i ultimately just decided that i was just going to take that one out of circulation and not use that one anymore but for the most part if, even some of these that get dinged and banged up just a little bit you can sharpen back up tune them up again and then they're still good to go um to continue to shoot and then of course too you know i like to run night lighted knocks on all of my uh arrows even my practice heads you know, i basically like to keep everything the same from what from between the arrows i shoot while on the stand as well as my target arrows so those night knocks are kind of expensive and they do wear out a little bit and get beat up some somewhat as well so you sometimes have to replace them so a few packs of lighted knocks you know, basically those types of things, if someone's looking to get a new sight for their bow or a new stabilizer, or even if they've had their bow for a couple of years and they need a new string um, put on, looking at getting some custom-made strings um, for that bow as well. Again, a little bit higher quality in a lot of instances. And then also you can customize them with different color schemes uh, to match the hunter's bow or personality. All right, number seven. So this one again is going to be higher on that price list. You know, this is ultimately if you are going to get someone a brand new bow, or on the other hand, too, looking at getting a new firearm, whether that's a new rifle, shotgun, you know, those types of items. You know, those are also a great gift and a very good investment for for any hunter, really. So. I will say make sure you keep track of uh, your local laws on gifting firearms so especially if you got a young hunter or someone that's new into hunting uh, that may not have a, a, you know, a big collection of guns that you know just yet that are looking to try something different but then you know, also looking at things that are going to be more suited for me uh, you know basically i've looked at you know looking at getting you know some more specialty firearms for doing like um like coyote hunting or or looking at getting looking at different types of guns to be able to do more of the tracking or spot and stock type hunting something that's going to be a little bit easier to carry through the brush than my standard you know hunting rifle 
All right, number eight. So this one, we're gonna step out of the hunting world for a second and talk about anyone that likes to go fishing. So fishing gear, I mean, it's that time of year, it's at least here in the north where we're looking at, it is um, we're right on the verge of ice fishing season. So anyone that's into ice fishing, you can always utilize having some additional tackle for that. An easy one to go with always is uh, some additional tip-ups, you know, jigging rods. If you're looking at a heater, you can also, if you wanted to be really special, you could always go with a new pop-up shanty. You know, there's kind of your, uh, a plethora of options that you have available to, uh, you know, in regards to, especially on the ice fishing side, uh, for this time of year, you know, it's always a good one that they can utilize right away. Uh, when a lot of the lakes are starting to freeze up. But then also if you got someone that's not necessarily in the ice fishing, or if you're looking at getting someone set up for more of their summer fishing, um, you know, routine, then always looking at a new rod, new reel, fishing tackle. So fishing lures, depending on the type of fishing that they're into, you know, you can always fine tune those items based on their preference of fishing. And then also, you know, another thing is to, regardless of the type of fishing, always some type of uh, fish processing, you know, equipment, you know, fillet knives, descalers, uh, or uh, one that I'm looking to hopefully get is uh, a nice little table that I can work on uh, basically cleaning fish once I get home, have a nice little sink, nice table to work with. So with this, it's not just for hunters, it's also for those who are out there fishing as well. All right, item number nine. So this is going back on the hunting side. So any type of game processing, you know, in regards to a nice quality buck knife or, you know, a knife to um, either process your deer out with or for gutting, you know, you can always get away with going kind of with the cheaper, um, you know, kind of the bulk store type, um, you know, hunting knives and whatnot, but having a nice quality hunting knife that's gonna maintain, the big thing is maintain this edge and be able to you know, handle, you know, when you get start cutting into a little bit of bone, it's gonna hold its edge and be really nice to utilize. You know, you can get into some of those knives that just kind of seem like they're unwieldy or especially when you start getting into, into the meat of things, I guess, you start, you know, feeling like you're starting to lose control of the knife a little bit. So a nice high quality uh, buck knife, and you can even get real fancy with these. You can start getting into uh, more of the customized or the very high-end, um, you know, basically, again, custom knives um, that can be personalized for the individual. But even that, just a good quality, you know, hunting or good quality buck knife or gutting knife is good. And another thing is another nice, you know, kind of like a, you can do even like a kit where you get a nice bone saw. Um, those are been, I think, kind of my godsend of being able to, especially get past that, get through some of the pelvis a little bit, cut through some of that bone when needed. It makes it a lot easier than trying to do it with like a typical hacksaw or, you know, wood cutting saw. Something that's designed for it, cuts through that bone very easily, a lot more cleanly, saves you a lot of time and effort. And they've got little pocket held ones that are basically the same size as like a, like a typical buck knife. So those are a great investment for um, throughout the course of the season that can be used uh, year in and year out. All right, and for item number 10, so these would be 
uh, any type of brand clothing. So in the hunting and fishing world, we are very brand loyal and we like to show it. So that in regards to any type of clothing line that available from any of the outdoor manufacturers, so whatever brand of you know hunting equipment that they like to use, getting them some form of clothing that goes on with it. It's a good way for them to be able to show off uh, their brands, essentially. So I'd be amiss if not to highlight my own. So we've got, of course, hats. Sweatshirts are always a big one for the outdoorsmen. But any form of t-shirt, hats, jackets, those types of things, they'll be sure to, you know, you'll see them wearing it more so than not. All right, number 11. So this is in regards to going back to getting right into the actual hunting side, looking at optics. If your hunter's in the market for a new scope or binoculars or rangefinder or spotting scope, these are another very good um, gift idea or gift item, um, especially if towards the end of the season where if they've made any mention that they need you know, a new pair of binoculars or better pair of binoculars, or they need a new scope for their rifle. Or if they'd really wish they had had a spotting scope um, to be able to really take a look at game from a distance. And with this one, this is kind of, you get kind of what you pay for, for these types of items. If you, you know, depending on how much you spend, you're usually looking at the higher price point is the better quality glass, the better warranties typically. So, you know, certainly I would say in this regard, spend as much as you feel comfortable spending on these types of items because you get what you pay for um, in most instances. All depends on your brand. You know, I typically just like to go with any form of quality brand. Uh, one of my favorites that I'm going to probably switch a lot of my stuff to as needed is Vortex Optics. Uh, they really seem to have kind of the best for warranty. Um, I really, really heard about, at least from... Uh, this form of manufacturer, they basically will exchange it out or replace anything, basically no questions asked. And I've run their rangefinder and I've had it for several years and been very happy with the performance of it, um, especially putting through the type of use I have put it through. But really, any good quality brand, you know, looking at, again, whatever price point that you can afford and be comfortable with. All right, and then for Number 12, this one's kind of a kind of a cop out, I guess, or a, a way a way around things a little bit. And that is to basically take your outdoorsmen and take them to some form of sporting goods store and let them pick out their own gift. So I saw a video of this uh, just the other day and it kind of made me laugh a little bit as to of just the idea of you know, putting someone in that situation of you give them kind of a price point and then you send them out into the store and now they have to kind of browse the shelves and weigh the options exactly what they would really like to have. You'll probably end up spending more time in the store than you anticipate because they're really going to analyze what they really want. And, you know, it'd be kind of this a fun, a fun thing that you can kind of do together. May not necessarily be the most fun for, uh, the gifter but for the gifty they're gonna have a very good time of being able to um, browse the store and look for something that they really feel like they want and need um, and it is more than just you know 
you know, an open, you know, opening thing on Christmas morning. You can kind of make a, a little bit of a venture of it. So that's it for the 2023 12 days of Christmas Christmas list or um, I guess category list, I guess I should say, not necessarily true individual items. Um, but these are certainly um, categories of items that would be sure to please anyone out there in the outdoor world, whether they're hunting and fishing. You know, these are good items to always invest into. These are always good gift ideas. You know, sometimes I hear that it's hard to buy for hunters. Um, sometimes it can be a little bit in regards to sometimes we're a little bit tickler about what we like and uh, the brands that we like to run. But at least gives you um, at least the general idea of some items that that you wouldn't be able, you won't really go wrong on. You just have to maybe know that hunter or that fisherman a little bit to find that, you know, to really dial in exactly the type of um, game that they're going after and what they're really looking for. But again, this will set you on the right course. Now, certainly there's lots of other items out there. These are just kind of the ones that I would be happy with getting myself. With that, again, we are down to one week left until Christmas. Hunting season is drawing to a close here shortly for the state of Michigan. So if you're still out there, um, like myself, trying to get out there and fill a few more tags, you know, best of luck to you. And again, we're looking at the closure of a lot of the hunting seasons and then a lot of the winter fishing opportunities are open up. So with that, Merry Christmas. And as always, get out there, be safe, and have fun.